What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of From the Panther Pit. This is sports editor Ben Barkley, joined once again by staff writer Daniel Stackhouse. Daniel, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing very good. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm ready to get back into some sports. Another bringing you back another episode of the podcast. Sports, fall sports. Believe it or not, September's really flown by, don't you think? Yeah, it's kind of like we're getting into a lot of like the heat in a lot of sports right mm-hmm. now, especially volleyball and softball. Volleyball and, and softball have almost come to a close. Cross country is also sort of in the home stretch of things. Football, at least football is only getting started, right? But yeah, region play is just getting started. I'm really excited to see those matchups. Oh yeah, for sure. But we can wait for football till the end of this podcast. We'll start with some cross country. So last week they went over, I'm pretty sure, to North Carolina, participate in the Wingfoot Invitational. Some pretty good top performers in a completely different state, which is amazing. Haley Ross, of course, who we've mentioned a lot in this podcast, 48th, and then Allie Walker, 66th. Those were the girls and the top performers. And then for the boys, three names we've mentioned a lot, Matt Norton, <clears throat> Joseph Mozilla, Seth Miller, and 87th, 90th, and 92nd. So, you know, the same Panthers are always giving it their hardest, running hard. And when you also take in the fact that this is the state's largest meet, that this is and this is they're running against the best of the best throughout the state. This is really good. And what also needs to be taken into consideration is that JV also did really, really good. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. throughout the entire team, every time we're seeing Haley Ross, Sally Walker, Mozilla, Norton, and Miller, but they're all improving on their times. They keep oh, yeah. different people on different meets keep getting PRs like. And if that pace keeps on going, who knows what this team's going to look like at the end of the season. Yeah, JV specifically, you know, can't can't give names because I don't know any, but they're setting PRs, and that just elevates, you know, a bright future for this Panther cross-country team. So their next meet, they got a, they get a little break this week, but they're back at it at Alexander Asics Invitational on October 5th. You know, it's just one step closer to state. That's right. Where we want to repeat for sure. So there, there's cross country for you. We'll we'll jump into some volleyball, which you know had a t- had a tough loss to swallow last night against McIntosh. Two O's straight sets. You know it was kind of just like state championship last year because you know McIntosh they didn't graduate any seniors. It feels like they just got better. That's a, that's the extremely scary thing, and honestly, it's the biggest hill that this team is going to have to climb. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually talked with Tessa Laney about that match, and here's what she had to say. Last night, you guys lost pretty hard to McIntosh. Talk to me about that match for a bit. Um, we went up with, like, a game plan, and so we tried, like, our best to, like, do it, and I guess it just didn't work out the best, but we're going to play them again recent soon, so we're going to figure some other things out for it. So this weekend, you guys have that Elite Eight sort of invitational at Chambly High School. What do you guys... How, how is that going to prepare you guys for area championship coming up? Nargosh is definitely one of our like biggest opponents, so it's definitely like prepared us for other people because there's definitely a lot of good teams that are going to be there, so it's preparing us for that. So yeah, she said, you know, Macintosh is a hard team. They're one of the, I think Max perhaps has them top ten in the state in volleyball, which, you know, it's challenging to beat them. Which I know it's hard to say for Panther fans. You know, it's hard to beat the Chiefs, but it's just hard when it comes to volleyball. 
And so they got the Elite Eight Showcase coming up very soon. And I'm oh, yeah. very excited to see that because not only are you probably going to see those teams coming at it, but also the top eight from the from the past playoffs. So, yeah, their first matchup, I remember it's against Riverwood. And that team almost beat them in the third round of state last year. I remember going to that. They went up 2-1, and then we rallied back and win 3-2 to to advance to the Final Four. And to quote... To quote Coach Flowers when I talked to him a while ago, he said that usually the top the top four in that tournament are more more likely going to be going to the champion the state tournament, mm-hmm. which could be Fayette County because last year Final Four was Fayette County heavy. It was us and Whitewater, and then McIntosh and someone else from outside the county. So yeah, and that this Elite Eight showcase is definitely going to be detrimental in preparing for the area tournament, which is coming up in few short weeks and again i'm very i'm very curious to see what they're going to do to beat mcintosh because that is their biggest threat mm-hmm. so so yeah there we go area tournament i believe is next week or in a few weeks from now but and it's right here at stars mill so make sure you come out and support your panthers there and stack out some of the third over to you for some softball all right so so last time we talked about softball they won on a hot streak and then they played whitewater at home and that's when things got a little messy they lost 7-0. I talked to a few players and Coach Williamson. They all said that they were ready to just bounce back for the next few games, and they did. They won 10-0 and 15-0 in their next two games. And I was – to say I was stunned, not really. I was kind of expecting that because this is a team with a, bu- with a bunch of talent. And going going forward to this week, they played Griffin in the, net, in the first round of region. They demolished Griffin with a total score of 32-0. Lily Backus only gave up. Lily Backus threw a no-hitter, and Paige Andrews only gave up one hit. Seeing that was like, it made you feel like they weren't even games. I call that a success. (laughs) And so I talked to Coach Williamson after the game, more so to just ask him, like, what he's thinking about going, going forward. Here's what he had to say. So, first I want to ask, so tell me how do you think the team was able to take advantage of Griffith's mistakes, primarily with the base running? Well, um, we got some aggressive, you know, aggressive players, so if they get a, if they get a mistake, they're going to try to take advantage of it. So, that's kind of one of the things we, we try to thrive off of. So, they did give us a few opportunities, and the girls were ready and took a couple of extra bases. Uh, what do you think this says about the team going into the region championship? You know, it's hard. It's hard to say, Danny. It's just um, it's one of those things where it's not really the competition we need to prepare us for white one. You know, it's kind of but but that's the fourth best team in our region. So we just have to come out and, and do our job and win the ball game. You know, we, we got to come out ready to play. Right? Whitewater, McIntosh, whoever we play, they're going to come over here. You know, we got a bullseye on the back because we're hosting. We're the one seed. So, you know, we, we got to come out ready to play. Both of them are good ball teams. You know, Whitewater beat us pretty good on our home field earlier this year. Um, I don't think we like that feeling, so I think the girls will come out ready to compete. You know, um, just, just got to play hard. They, like I said, they, they came over here and beat us pretty good. Um, they came over here last year and, and, and took region championship from us. So we the, um, we got to be prepared. Uh, they're a solid team, one through nine in the lineup. They play very good defense, and uh, they got 
three good pitchers, so we got to come out and battle. It all starts with, uh, you know, uh, good pitching. We've got that. Um, you know, bats, we've got enough bats to, to hopefully do what we need to do. Um, and, uh, you know, just a lot of things have to happen. Though, you know, it's, uh, you got to have a little luck here and there, and, and, and you got to do a lot of things right. So I definitely think that they're getting ready for Whitewater. Be a big time matchup. And if we all remember last year, we won – last year we beat them two on the regular season, but they took the region championship from us, and then we got put up against a very tough team in the state in the state round one. This year we're hoping to rewrite, rewrite history – and this series is definitely going to three games. This will be a volleyball, volleyball, softball <laughs> series that's worth coming to, worth watching. Yeah. It's going to be at home because we're one seed. Don't know the date. Somewhere over there. But I can't read. So make sure to come out and support your Panthers. They'd appreciate it. <clears throat> so football, 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 football. I remember last what, two weeks ago when we were talking about this, they started 2-0. They beat Northgate, which I didn't expect. But these last two weeks have been a little challenging, losing to two tough non-region opponents in Chapel Hill and Sandy Creek. Of course, you know, talking with Coach Phillips after that loss in Sandy Creek, you know, in polls, they're the best team in the state in 4A. Like, Sandy Creek football has bounced back from the last two two years. And so, yeah, I talked with Coach Phillips after that Sandy Creek loss. Here's what he had to say. Tough loss to take tonight against Sandy Creek. How are you feeling about this loss? Well, you know, it's the number one ranked team in four of in a lot of polls. We challenge our guys to play hard every single play. They played hard for 48 minutes. You know, we were outmanned a little bit, and that was obvious that we were outmanned. And, but our, our coaches had a great plan. The boys executed it. We didn't get stops when we needed to, but we had some big drives. We had some good plays. We are, uh, again, not in the moral victories we expect to win around here, but it's something we definitely can build on. You know, we were one and three this time last year. We're two and two now with a bunch of guys we know will fight. And uh, I tell you, we're excited to get the region schedule going. So I heard from your post-game conference with the team. You said they, you were proud of the way they fought. How how was both sides able to fight in this game tonight? Well, they, they just they, they got a little confidence on that first drive. We got a couple first downs. We flipped the field position, and. Uh, you know, again, we play the number one ranked team in the state. And, you know, a team that's traditionally, you know, what, three three time state champions. And, you know, a lot of tradition, a lot of. You got a kid committed to Alabama and what, four or five major college prospects. And so uh, we're just proud of the way, proud of the way they fought. Because they could have come down here and did like, what, well, I don't know say this, but they could have come like some other schools. And, and laid, laid down. I mean, this is the first game that they played without a running clock. And 18-point difference. So now non-region is behind you guys. Now you got the, your first region game against Jonesboro next week. How are you guys going to prepare for that game? Well, the good thing is I feel like, again, sometimes you learn a lot from a loss. And we, there's some things we can take away from the Chapel Hill loss that we did a whole lot better tonight against a high-quality, high-powered team that um, you know, in, in preparation for Jonesboro, I think we found our, our running game. And uh, we threw the ball when we needed to again tonight. Oh. So if we can okay. mix that in with a strong, now, a strong um, right now, special teams, get some stops, opportunistic stops on defense, we got a chance. So yeah, like you said, you know, 
Sandy Creek's improved a lot. You know, hats Definitely. hats off to them. But you know, now you know non-region's not a part of the season. You know, the real season starts in two days, actually tomorrow. Excuse me, against Jonesboro, our first region play. You know, and uh, if you want, actually. From those two stories, two coverage stories, Chapel Hill, Sandy Creek, and the two game day takeaways, check them out, prowlernews.org. And then now with region play, I actually wrote a region prediction story where I ranked all the teams 7-1. to one. You can also check that out, prowlernews.org. I genuinely believe that you – that I like when you said that there's a lot to learn from this loss against Sandy Creek mm-hmm. and bringing that into re- – bring that into region play because even though the region games, the non-region games aren't that useful when determining the region winner, it's still interesting to see what this team is made of mm-hmm. in the be- through the beginning of the season. So yeah, Joe, I wouldn't take Jonesboro for granted though. You know, they've improved a lot. I expected them to finish fourth in the region, which means a playoff berth, mm-hmm. but, but you know, you know, that game's at Jonesboro, 7.30 PM tomorrow. You're probably not going to come out, but be there in spirit. But then I want to talk about next week, big-time matchup. Now, if you've read my region preview story, please don't kill me. Please don't send angry letters to my house. I put Griffin over Stars Bill in the region. But, you know, 4-0. I think I, Griffin's 4-0. I saw what their their quarterback stats. It was set, He's thrown for 753 yards so far and seven touchdowns which is going to make it really hard on our secondary unit to really stop that pass rate attack against Griffin. Yeah, they are they are dangerous. And, again, I just can't wait to see what happens there. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, Griffin, next week, 7.30 p.m. at Panther Stadium. Make sure you come out and support your Panthers there. Um, Football is getting excited now. I'm, I'm excited. I am excited. Region play. Always wild. So now to end this to end this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about Cheer. They had um, two weeks ago or last week they were over at Chapel Hill. Yes, and they got third place there. So and when you also look at, I, we were talking, or you guys can see the video of the Cheer preview, but Coach McNally, who was the head coach for the Cheer team, was saying like, "This is an adventure. We have a bunch of we have a bunch of new new girls coming in, and we're kind of just." Getting them ready, and when you have a third place showing, that's that's a good sign. Yeah, impressive outing for the cheer team. This their first competition. Now, this weekend they host their own here at Stars Mill. It's all day, so they're not competing there. I don't know that rule. I didn't know that rule, but okay. But then they're back at it next weekend over at McIntosh at 11 a.m. So you know, McIntosh, short drive away. Make sure you come out and support your Panthers there. So, yeah, there you have it. Fall sports, you know, they're starting to either really gain traction in football or sort of get into the state grind for volleyball and softball. Anything else you want to add, Stackhouse? Uh, all I can say is I'm extremely excited to see what happens in, in fall sports. Like, we're getting to the meet. We're getting to a very exciting part that probably won't be rivaled until the winter. Oh, yeah. So make sure you come out and support your Panthers whenever you can, guys, you know. Fall sports is one of the best times for sports. They'd really appreciate it. For myself and Stackhouse, thank you guys for listening. Go Panthers.